hey, let me remind you about what happened last time on The Incorrigible Party. Opting to forge ahead on their own and not wait for any help from Geneva, the party traverses the precarious precipice that is the western path around the city, besting a crumbled section of path and safely making it to the other side. They continue to the northernmost point of the island to find a large stone clearing bordering the cliff's edge. In the center, a large stone altar flanked by two shield guardians. Responding to the party's attempts to push the guardians into the sea hundreds of feet below, the magical constructs react and fight back. And now, let's see what mischief our adventures get into next. That one will lash out at Shakara with two pummels of a fist. The, ooh, a 17, which is a miss, and a 26. 26 hits. It'll be 11 bludgeoning. Uh, bludgeoning, so that's reduced by 3, so it's only 8. Second one will uh, smash into Mia. One, the first fist will miss, goes for the second fist, and will also miss. Wow. Sweet. And Shakara, you're up. Okay, I'm going to bring my longsword around again. That's a 20 to hit. That is a hit. And I will smite it again. That's better. 21 points of damage. And I'll attack it again. That's a 24 to hit. That's 6 points of damage. Just a regular hit, no smite. Balls are. So these amulets, I was, I'm pretty confident we're not magic. Not magical at all. I think I will use Eldritch Blast on the one that looks the most beat up. So that's, uh, first ray is 18 to hit. That is a hit. 12 to hit. 12 is a miss. Six points of force damage. Now just pieces of this shield guardian are clattering to the stone floor. Mia, back to the top. Alright, I'm smacking it with my hammer. 24 to hit. Yes, you did. Nine. And you see it shaking on its armored boots, still standing. Has anyone hit that other one? Uh, not yet, no. Okay, so I'll cast spiritual weapon and put him up on the other guy. And it gets uh, it gets an attack as part of casting it. Twenty-three to hit. Yeah, that hits. So ooh, that's an eight plus four, twelve damage. Shaft. Okay, this guy's armor seems to be popping off of him, so I'm going to help him out and take my rapier and try to jab it in and pry off some of that armor. But that one's not going to hit. Uh, that one's going to be a nine to hit. <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. <laughs> All right, and I will uh, swing around and try to jab it in into his leg. Okay, that's a 18 to hit. Yeah. 18 points of damage. You jab it into the, the knee the way, where the joint is and pop it off and wrench off his boot, completely tearing off the bottom half of his leg, and the entire shield guardian crumbles to the ground and, and just yes. uh, breaks into pieces as it hits. Good job, Shaft. And then uh, as my bonus action, I'm going to move Hunter's Mark over to the other one. Okay, great. And the the second one, the last remaining one, again, the the nicks and scrapes that the, your spiritual weapon dealt to it seem to start to close and almost like it's healing. And it's going to reach out to Mia and place a hand on it. It's going to try. It's going to try. <laughs> For a 22. Ooh, that hits. I'll use my uh, Wrath of the Storm. 17 necrotic damage as it lays an armored hand on you and draws some of your life force, like it's sucking it out of your body. Ooh. So ha half of 17, though, so that's 8. When he hits me, he's got to do a DC 15, or else he takes 2d8. Oof, that's a fail. So I push him 10 feet away from me, and he takes 14 damage. Shakara, you're up. Uh, while I'm running to him, well, taking steps to him, I'm going to cast Searing Smite, which is a bonus action. Next time I hit the creature with a melee weapon attack, uh, for the next minute, my weapon flares with a white-hot intensity, and the attack deals an extra 1d6 fire damage to the target and causes the target to ignite in flames. 
At the start of each of its turns, the target must make a con save. On a failed save, it takes an additional 1d6 fire damage. So I will try and attack it with my sword, and I rolled a natural 20. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Some good rolls tonight. 24 points of damage. Good hit. So that was on your first swing, though, right? Oh, that was, yes. Oh, and that one is a 15 to hit. That is a miss. Ball's run. How's this guy looking? Pretty good. He's looking not too bad, eh? He's cutie. <laughs> and and he said he's he, he's knitting himself back together a little bit. It does look like that, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're tanks, man. Okay. Yeah, I wish we had that amulet to activate it. Turn it to our side. It certainly seems coincidental that we have two amulets and there are two shield guardians. I think I'm going to use Eldritch Blast again. So that one's a hit. It's a 24. Four points of force damage. That's a 12. That is a miss. Mia. The guy is still right up on me, right? Uh, it's still, it's 10 feet from you. Remember, you push it back with your reaction. Ooh, he's 10 feet from me now. That's good. Okay, so I can throw my hammer. Elena, that's a 10, so that doesn't hit. And then my bonus action, I'll use my spiritual weapon. That's a 22, so that'll hit. Yes, D8. I rolled an 8, so that's 12. Good where you are? Yeah, I'm good where I'm. Shaft. How far away is he from me? Uh, about 10 feet. Ah, okay, then I'm going to... Uh, he's a pretty tall guy, right? Yeah, he's standing at least six feet tall. All right. Uh, I'm going to run over, sort of s- slide in the mud, and try to ram my uh, rapier up and through his armor, uh, through sort of where the thigh is, and just sort of jab into him. Shaft fight's dirty. That'd be... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he does. 20, 21 to hit. Yep. Uh, 18 points of damage. Then I'm going to yank that out, sort of spin around, and try to get it into the other leg. Uh, that's not quite as good. That's going to be a 17 to hit. That just hits. Oh, awesome. 13 points of damage. And again, those leg and thigh piercings you, you land into it, they seem to start to slowly close as it rounds on you and attempts to swing both both of its fists at you. Uh, is Shaft next to me? Yes, yeah, you are next to me. I will impose disadvantage on one of the attacks. First one, good thing, because he did roll a critical. So the first oof. one misses, though, because of your disadvantage. Second swing comes in with a 26. That hits. And smashes you for 13 bludgeoning. Ooh. Ouch. And Shakara, you're up. Okay. Oh, and on his turn, it was supposed to do a con save. Oh, that's right. He does the con save. He got a 19. Yeah, he beat it, so the fire goes out. It's really rainy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard to be a, a flamethrower in the rain. So I'll take my sword, and I'll bring it around, and I will hit it for 23. And I will smite it. 21 points of damage. Yeah. Is it still standing? You smash one of its like shoulder plates clean off its body, but it is still up. Okay, and I'll bring my sword around again, and that is a 17 to hit. That hits. I'm done playing with this thing. I'm going to smite it again. Do it. 19 points of damage. You smash into its other shoulder and knock its piece of armor off, but it's still on its feet. Ugh. Baldrin. How how beat up does this guy look? Like I saw the other guy go down. I saw Shakara much... has cleaved many pieces clean off of it. It's looking pretty bad. It's looking bad. Okay. I think I'm going to try a little magic missile, see if I can finish him off. Pepper him with some little darts. So three, three, and five. Your tiny darts seems to be Faldrin's middle name. Again, <laughs> Peppering it and, and piercing its armored chest, still on its feet. Mia. Chuck my hammer. It's gonna be like, Wah! that is 21 to hit. 
So that hits. So nine damage, and then my spiritual weapon, which is 23, and another five. And your spiritual weapon does the exact amount left needed to smash it again into pieces of what's yeah. remaining of its armored body. Oh, yeah. All right. I forgot to add to my pl- to my five a plus four, but anyway. Well, now it's less <laughs> theatric, so thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> and we can drop. Uh, we can drop out of initiative. All right. Oh, I'm sorry, Shaft. I didn't know that was what was going to happen. Well, I did. I, I don't care. Kill it. <laughs> Oh, that was scary, you guys. You okay? Yeah, I I think you're probably right. These likely belong to Alamar, and it's either fight them now or fight them once Alamar gets here if, if he turns on us and turns into a battle. So I look around and see if there's a bit of a place out of the way that, that I could set up a small area for me to cast my uh, Lehman's Tiny Hut. Is there a location a bit away from this altar? Maybe up against some um, some stone or, or like a hill or something where it can blend in a little bit. Can I chuck armor pieces like into the trees or away from oh. sight? Kind of hide them a little bit? I mean, you can drag them to the edge and throw them off the cliff if you want. Yes, let's do that in case he tries to reanimate them or exactly. something. Exactly. Okay, so you clean up this clearing a little bit. Yeah. While while Falzerin makes the hut, Falzerin, you make the hut. We can handle the heavy lifting. Okay. Don't hurt your back. I mean, I have a mage hand that that could help you guys out. Can carry yeah, 30 pounds. I, I sincerely doubt that. All right. So I'm going to start ritual casting Lehman's tiny hut. Shakara and Mia take out the trash. And you <laughs> successfully clear the trash from this clearing. Bada bing, bada boom. Clear the clearing, yes, bada bing, bada boom. And falls when you're able to, to ritual cast and put up Lehman's tiny hut to match your tiny darts. <laughs> it's not the size of the hut. But it's how many people you can fit in it. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I don't know about you guys, but I definitely could use a short rest. Yes, as could I. And uh, you, you, you are able to finish cleaning up before Falzern does finish casting because you do all need to be in it as it is being cast to be able to enter it. So right before he finished casting and we go in and all that, I want to I want to uh, do my divine sense and see if I can sense any celestial fiends or undead within sixty feet. Other than Mia. Okay, so you pick up a celestial, of course, in Mia, but you do not detect any fae or undead. Okay. So what is the plan in this hut? Get out of the rain. Take a short rest. I'm going to attempt a short rest. Yes. And um, uh, I, I'm hoping that this, there's going to be at least one. Well, maybe just one person shows up to the scene of the crime here, and um, then we see what's going to happen. So Falzerin, uh I don't know a lot about magic, but I do know a lot of spells do take uh, someone to say something. Is there anything you can do to silence him in case he tries to uh, attack us with some kind of spell? Yeah, uh, that would be fantastic if I could, but I don't I don't have I don't have access to that sort of magic. But it would be very powerful against a, a magic user if, if you're able to do that. Hopefully he does not have that ability be able to cast it on me. I have no doubt that Someone of his skills probably has that ability. Do you have any way to remove that without, if he does cast it on you? No. No, I don't. Hmm. We'll see. It, it all depends on what he's spent his time studying and learning. We may not need to worry about it. Yeah, we'll have to be, if, we're, if we have to take him out, it'll have to be quick, and we'll have to do it with everything we have. Yes. Uh, I know the experience I've had with magic users are if you give them uh, the opportunity they can be very powerful. Yeah. We can't give them the opportunity. Yeah, I agree. I I hope it doesn't come to that. And after an hour of your short rest passes in this hut the storm does not seem to be letting up and what 
limited sunlight or, or, or daylight that there was uh, is now gone as it is uh, nightfall. So is the plan just sitting here to, to wait for something to happen? Is that what's going on? I mean, you got seven more hours in this little hut, so. Yeah, I think I think we believe that he is coming up here to cast this ritual on this night based on the knowledge that we have. Yeah. So I don't think we would, after all it took to get here, I think we would probably stay and to see if something happens. Another hour passes, this storm raging, the wind starting to howl outside of this hut, and no sign of Alamar or any figure yet. Maybe another 20, 30 minutes pass, approaching a, a third hour in this hut, and still no sign of Alamar. But you do hear the, even above the sounds and uh, cracks of thunder in this storm, you hear what sounds like some type of siren blaring, and it cuts through this storm's night. Uh, the siren, is it something that Falzrin may have... Have you ever heard this before, this 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 noise? Is it something that happens here in Heraklion? Falzern, you've never heard this siren blare, but you do know that there is some type of uh, warning signal that can be activated in the city. There's never been any need to do so since you've lived here. And it does sound as if it is coming from the city. Shaft, this is, this is definitely a... This is an alarm bell of, of some sort. I've never, it's never needed to be used, but but we do have uh, a warning system should some emergency happen in Heraklion, and I believe this is it. Something's going on. We should go back. Do you think we came all up here for nothing? It would certainly be inconvenient if we did. Oh, Geneva. Maybe she sent us up here to... Get us out of the way. What are the odds? What are the odds that there's this altar up here that that's got these two guardians by it? Um, and it just it fits too well. But and we were meant to meet Geneva at the gate, not travel on our own. Yes, that's true. I don't know if there's any sense in waiting here any longer with this alarm going off. We're gonna go down and hop over the wall then. I guess. I, I don't know any other way to. Why don't we just hop the wall right here and, and go down the other side? Right, that's what I'm saying. We just go down to the wall and jumpy jumpy over it and head back, uh, well, I don't know, I guess see what the alarm, why the alarm's going off. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, and as Falzern steps out of this hut, it does disappear. And you make your way towards, back towards the wall, down to the city, moving south, down this trail again. And again, it kind of winds a little bit through this elevated uh, terrain. And as you're approaching it, you see two great beams of like white, bright light shooting in and up into the air. One looks like it's coming from the northwestern side of the city, and the other seems like it's coming, originating from further into the city as they lance up through the darkness and into like these dark clouds that are hanging low and this white shimmering dome starts to form around the city and as you're getting up to the walls you see that the dome that's basically where it comes down and it covers the entirety of the city and as it forms and finally hits the ground it the shimmer and the glow it kind of fades again into more of this translucent kind of almost like the outside of a bubble are, are we, we inside, inside the of bubble? That? You are not. You are outside of this wall. Ah! Uh, Geneva! I'm sure we can walk right through it. Are we locked out of the city? <sighs> this doesn't look good, but there's there's only one way to find out. Alright. Shaft, stick your hand in there. I'll poke it with my rapier. Does it go through? It does not. So you attach, touch it with the weapon. You see where the wall is. It's like uh, very... Almost... Um, the, the edge of this kind of bubble is looks like it's like just along the outside of this wall and it goes into the and meets the ground and as you your weapon you poke it it sparks back and like throws your arm back as if it's like rebounding against uh, any pressure you put on it well crap 
Is there any chance that they made up a fake alarm to trigger the dome so no one could come out here to stop them? They're made... You know what I mean? And we're already out here, so that's good. It's possible. It's a good thought. I don't know. This sucks. That 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 would be great if that were the case. Um so it goes over the wall, like we can't even get on the wall to jump the gap anymore. No, you can see that to the top of it is contained within this bubble. Yeah, so we can't we can't do what we did before and basically Shakara is the only one that could jump across, so Yeah, then we're stuck here really. We're stuck. What about the other side of the city? We can still walk that way, right? Yeah, if we were to continue east along the north side of this of the city, along this wall, where does that lead? Is there a, is there land that we could walk around there? You want to go take a look? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Traveling east, you uh, follow the north wall of the city outside of this dome, uh, which it does persist as you were traveling. It's completely transparent at first, but it seems to be slowly becoming like more and more translucent, uh, as if you're kind of looking through like a, a, a really thick piece of glass. You know, it's the images on the other side of it are kind of distorted. I mean, you really only see the city's walls, right? Because you can't see into the city itself. But it does seem like it's it's getting thicker and maybe uh, like solidifying more. Rivulets of water are just kind of pouring off of it. Uh, like your weapon shaft, the storm's rainfall does not penetrate the dome. But as you hit the northeasternmost edge of uh, Heraklion's perimeter, the siren from the city finally goes quiet. Uh, you find uh, that the eastern path around the city is quite expansive compared to the west side, where it was drastically narrowed over there uh, to no more than four, five feet. There's ample room to traverse the, the rocky terrain on this side of the city, widening in some sections to nearly 60 feet. There's kind of many large boulders that line the edge of this pathway, overlooking the drop to the ocean from the cliff's edge below, as you are still at this high elevation, right? And basically, like the, uh, like the west side, there's the city, some land, then cliff edge. Same with, same with over mm -hmm. here. So as we're, uh, we're going down in this path, essentially, the, between the wall and the cliff, we see that the, the dome is, like you said, it's, it's getting thicker uh, the farther we go, or does it seem to be getting thicker more just because time's passing and the, and the dome seems to be thickening? That's, yeah, the latter. The latter, that's right. Okay. Hey, this thing seems to be getting thicker. I don't, I don't know. if it, it looks like it's all around the city. Maybe we should... I don't know. We're not going to be able to get into it, apparently. I take my rapier and hit it again. This time, instead of kind of the, the, the sparks, uh, it seems to like ripple out from your strike uh, before then like becoming completely solid again. <sighs> what about my hammer? Should I hit it with my hammer? Uh, I mean, it doesn't look like it's something you can break. But you can try it. Here, let me go up here a little ways Might as well do. give it a try, Mia. Okay, I'm gonna back away from it, too. Yeah, I will as well. Back up for safety, guys. And I, uh, I chuck my hammer at it. That's all I got. Absolutely. And you easily, obviously, you, you hit it, right? Yeah. You just kind of hoof, and it hits it. Again, it's kind of this larger ripple from this heavier impact, and your hammer just flies off of it, like rebounds off of it, okay. basically. Damn. And I assume you uh, you see it rebound, and I assume you just pull it right back to oh, your hand. Oh, yeah, I just thing. grab it right back to my hand, and I'm like, well, it was worth a try. I'm going to look around at how much land is on this side of the city. I wonder why Geneva sent us to the west side, when it would have been so much easier to come this way. I have no idea. I don't, I don't trust any of them. Falzerin, you know this city better. Why would she tell us to take the west side? I don't know. I, to be honest, I haven't really... I've never explored up this side of the wall. So, your guess is as good as mine. Have you ever heard of any other way into the city? Like, through a cave system or some other way that's not through the main gate? Have you ever seen this shield before? No, none of this, none of this is familiar to me. 
I'd, I'd heard that we have some sort of alarm in Heraklion in case of an emergency or, or some sort of catastrophe, but I've, I've never seen it go off, and I, I don't know much about this shield. Well, we can't get in the city. Why don't we go visit Tenchi? I mean, he seems to be a guy that's in the know. Maybe he knows a way in. I just say we keep walking. Well, yeah, we gotta keep walking, but if we can't get in the city, we got we got the port, and we can go down and visit Tenchi if we can't get in. Let's keep walking around. Yes, let's go. As you progress south, you uh, getting getting closer and closer to the the city's main gate, and on your way to the port, you can hear the distinct boom of cannon fire over the the periodic crack of thunder and, and you know this kind of soft plinking sound that the the rain makes as it hits this protective dome and you can now clearly see a, a constant slew of red flashes that are kind of briefly lighting up the sky as you come around the southeastern corner of the city flashes become come brighter and, and more constant the boom 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 growing louder and, and louder. What is that? It, is, is that f- from the, the boat? Sounds like the city's under attack, and that's just some kind of protection. It seems the same as from the ship. We did see it earlier. Like the Rising Three. Yeah. And we know that there's at least one other of those boats out in the sea. Yeah, this dome's like a massive tiny hut. That's true. Huh. We should keep going and, and try and get a closer look, see what, where this is coming from. Yes, I agree. Let's go. I just keep on walking around the wall. And continuing to make your, your progress, you... Uh, you know, the, the, the city of Heracle is not like a perfect square or a rectangle, right? There's, there's kind of a, this curvature to the wall, and as you kind of come around what, what would be this lower uh, southeastern corner, right? Uh, what comes into view is you, you clearly see the source of these shots, and as you surmised, there are nearly three dozen glowing red cannons that are, are loosely lined up several hundred feet from Heraklion's main gate. They blast balls of fire that slam into this dome that covers the city, sending those now familiar to you sh- uh, ripples across its surface, across this crystalline surface. Manning these cannons are clusters of dark-robed cultists. Behind them stand nearly 300 figures clustered in haphazard formations. The majority of them are cultists, but the odd dark bluish-purple skin and writhing tentacle hair of deep scions can be seen spattered amongst the groups, along with a large number of resurrected drowned, their exposed skin covered in that bone-white growth of coral. But Three people in particular stand out to some of you, at least. A tall human with, with shoulder-length blonde hair, matted to his head from the drenching rain, uh, appears to be directing some of these cultists that are, are rolling large barrels up to the to, to the what they've kind of formed this front line. Shafton Falzerin, uh, although though none of you have ever seen this man before, uh, the two of you specifically get a, a strange sense of familiarity from him. And his, his visage, it seems to, like, flicker, uh, only, only for you two. As if, you know, like, um, like if something's being superimposed or transposed, an image is being transposed over something, over this man's features, until suddenly it just, the flickering stops, and all you see is Sardo the Revenant. Great. What? A second man stands closer to the cannon, seemingly directing their fire and orchestrating their alternating volleys. He's nearly doubled over, afflicted with a severe hunchback, as Chucky the Barboy brandishes towards the bombarded dome with a long black whip in each hand. He, he looks to be clad in some sort of uh, coral duplicate of the Arcanist armor that he was once stripped of by some of, again, some of you so long ago. But overseeing all of this from the crest of one of these sizable rock formations that they surround this road to the city, right, as the, between the port and the city, creating this, this channel kind of walkway, right, as you would get off a boat and, and move into the city. But you see the, the pale, blue-skinned, one-armed figure of Erica 
her silhouette is illuminated in, in the red of the, the fire from the cannon shots, revealing what looks like some type of harness across her chest, looped over the shoulder of her one remaining arm. Gosh, Valdrin, these things just don't die. Didn't we even burn Sardo? Yeah, this this doesn't make sense. This is... and What are we going to do? Like, we, I, Who's Sardo? I want to try and protect... Heracleon, but look at how many of them there are. Sardo's this... You guys uh, know these people? Well, yeah, you see the humpback guy there? Yeah. I don't want to talk to him. Okay. Uh, his name's I don't want to talk to any of them. They look freaking scary. And then that other one there, the one with the one arm. You can guess who that is. That must be Erica. Yeah. These, these <sighs> people just don't die. Wow. Faldrin... What kind of magic is this? I mean, I hope the Tritons come and save us. I have, I have no idea what's going on here, but I, we don't stand a chance against that many. What, what, what can we do? Is there a way to get past them to the port, or is it completely blocked off? So, f- from this, as you as you look down, you actually, Shakara, you spot uh, a group of three. People, they seem to be kind of slinking along the edge of the island of Heracleon. And uh, there is a bit of a, a passway, as it seems like this this attacking force is clustered on the main road that that connects the ports to the city. But it does look like there might be some shelter that you could possibly move along, you know, kind of running parallel to them, almost kind of circumnavigating this cluster of people. But the, yeah, you do see three figures, they seem to be coming limping and, and moving very slowly and carefully. But it draws your gaze further down to the port and you just see the destroyed buildings of it and the, the fire that kind of glistens off of the ocean of, of uh, wrecked ships and piers that is just set ablaze. Do we see the Rising Three? You do not. Oh man, I hope Grimby got out of there. Me too, I don't see the boat. Look over there. There are people off to the side. Uh, yeah. Sort of take a just sort of try to take a, a real hard look do we recognize who those might be no none of you have, have ever seen them before you see uh, two men and a, a silver dragonborn uh, one man uh, seems to be dressed in like uh, similar kind of garb that uh, many of the dock workers that you've you've passed and maybe even spoken to in your time here is wearing the dragonborn is clad in uh, robes she does seem to be uh, similarly garbed to other ha- inhabitants of Heracleon. So we can surmise that they were down at the port. Everything went to hell, and they're trying to find, sneak their way out of there. You could put that together. They are certainly moving very slowly. The the one the one human that he's also dressed in in kind of these the uh, dark green robe, which almost looks as black as some of these cultists, as it's drenched in this downpour of the storm. Uh, he has kind of an arm slung around the dragonborn and is clearly being supported as they're kind of slowly limping, trying to, to get away from from whatever may be chasing them or whatever's happened down at the board. Can I get up to them? Like, not run at them, but like kind of hunch over and, and make my way towards them? You can attempt to. Yeah, that's what I'm going to try to do. I'll follow. Do I think that I could, I could get up to them without being seen by any of these other... How far away would we be from this crowd of people, basically? So from the collective force, you are probably upwards of uh, maybe three to four hundred feet. Like you're kind of at the edge, of, right? And, and the gate being in the middle of this long southern wall of the city itself, right? From the people themselves, it seems they've maybe gotten about half that distance from you. As I, as like as the elevation of the island itself rises, right, forming that cliff edge that you have just spent so much time walking along. That's kind of what they're sticking to, keeping as much distance as possible between them and the actual main road leading to the city. Right. Is there some cover that that we think we might be shielded by if we were to kind of sneak along to try and meet them? The only cover is immediately adjacent to the road itself. Okay. Otherwise, these people themselves seem to be in the open, but they have no other choice. And nobody's pursuing them? Doesn't seem that way, no. Well, I'm going to go as close to the edge as I can and work my way to them. Yeah, I'll, I'll say to Falzerin real quick. Yeah, let's find out if they can fill us in on what's going on. And then maybe make our way down. Maybe we can send a message to Grimby and see if he can 
come pick us up. Yeah, we can't just leave these poor people here. We have to try and help them. Oh, that's not what I was getting at, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I will follow Shakara. Okay, anybody that would like to try to meet this group of people can make cell checks. Oh, dear. Might as well. 14 for Shakara. 3. 11 for Falzern. 19. Okay. So we'll kind of do that group stealth thing that we've done in the past. And you do make it up to this three. And the uh, silver dragonborn, of course, immediately addresses Shakara. Please. Do you come from... Are you... Stay stay back. She seems to be very cautious. Uh, Obviously, from the ordeal that she's gone through. She kind of looks you over. We have been in the city, but were caught outside when the dome came down. Then we we shouldn't stay in the open here. Is there somewhere safe? And she kind of motions to the, the human that she's propping up. His head is kind of bobbing. He's very clearly, uh, his clothes are stained with blood as he has suffered some wounds. Please let me help. And I'll go to him and I'll grab up his other arm and lay on hands. Okay, great. How many are you going to give him? I'll give him ten. And this kind of brings him out of what, you know, he's just kind of looked like to be in a bit of a daze. Uh, and he's able to kind of stand up on his own with your help. And, he, you know, his eyes come into focus. Oh, uh, thank you. I can get us back into the city. We, we just we just need to we need to get out of we need to keep going along the eastern edge quickly now show us the way oh that's great let's go he introduces himself as uh, Dreg Didge the dragonborn uh, is named Jacqueline Scaleborn and the the other human the dock worker who seems to be uh, very quiet and again kind of in this state of shock he doesn't look injured though Jacqueline you know introduces him on his behalf as Biff Longmire. Now, can we all... Let's make one more cell check, and we'll try to get back to the kind of cover of, of the wall, the city's walls itself, with these people in tow. 13. I'm moving a little quicker now. I'm kind of pushing them a little bit. Well, not quite as quiet. 23. 8. That's a, that's a 1 for Falsy. So Falzer, as Shakara uh, begins to hasten, you, you lag behind uh, a little bit, and c- concerned for your safety, you kind of look uh, at the at the force and you just see Sardo has stopped what he's been doing and you see his head just slowly turn directly towards you his eyes kind of like they they have this like preternatural glint to it as he spots you and you just see kind of this from I mean fairly far away but you could clearly see the smile come across his face (laughs) <laughs> as he raises one finger to point at you. All right, I, I make eye contact with him and quickly turn around and just try and hurry away with the rest of the group. So what are we doing? Are we trying to run here? Yeah, Falzern is wanting everyone to try and make haste in a big way. So we're all really sneaky, sneaky coming along here, and then we see Falzern run by all of us. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's, it's big haste time, guys. Do you say anything to us as you run up to us? Guys, one of one of those people down there who's who recognizes me, Shaft. It's Sardo. He saw me. We, we've got to go. This is bad. Yeah, let's let's, let's hightail it. We've got to be quick. Ugh! No one tells me who this Sardo is, but fine. He's not a he's not a friend. He is definitely not a friend. It is not important now. We must move. I know. Okay. Yes. Uh, we just we continue north, and uh, there's a, a secret stair staircase that we can can take. I never thought I'd have to use this. And you kind of all make haste, and you, you get to, not very far actually from your position, and, and looking back behind you, you've yet to see anyone, uh, any pursuers come around the edge of the city, but you see Dreg, he leads you to, uh, again, one of the wider parts of this path, to a spot where there's kind of many of these large uh, rocks at the, at the cliff's edge. He finds a very specific one that's roughly about three feet in the di- in diameter, the smallest one in this uh, cluster. And you notice now that you're right up to it that the rain actually doesn't strike it or bounce off of its surface. 
the drops appear to pass right through it, and Drag just puts his hand in and steps into it. He disappears through this illusory rock, and you see his head kind of pop back out, and he ushers you in. Uh, I'll follow. All right, yeah. Let's uh, wow. Yeah, I do too. I'll go last. I'll make sure everybody else gets in first, and then I'll go in last. This is crazy. Let's go. Faldron's going to be looking back over his shoulder as he passes through to see if he's in line of sight of Sardo or any of the others. And as you descend and disappear yourself into this rock, you don't still see any sign of per- your uh, of pursuers. And Shakara, last one in as you're kind of all crowding. You're not crowding at the, the head of this descending stone staircase. It's roughly about 20 feet wide. Sections of the stair, they look like perfectly uniform and smooth. And then, you know, like four or five steps down, there's uh, another cluster of steps that look more like pitted and, and much less uniform. Some steps randomly lower or higher than the previous ones. And they're slick with the pouring rainwater. It's starting to create these small rivulets that kind of run down the steps with you. Uh, why, why are you outside of the city? What is going on? We got stuck outside of the city as this alarm went off. Will you tell us what has happened? What have you seen? Well, I, I arrived just before sunset. Uh, I was asked, asked to come, and I, I don't know. I was very confused. And in fact, the, I was told the, the safety shell was already activated. I was expecting to see it upon my arrival. But all of a sudden, these these long oval ships, they, they sprouted and they started attacking the port. Uh, I, I didn't know what to do. You said someone told you to come here and that and that this dome, this barrier would already be activated. Who, who told you that? I... I received a, a letter from, from one of the elders, Geneva Vansk. Geneva? She she informed me that there was a malfunction in, 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 in my design, and only I could fix it. You designed this dome? I, I played a part in it, yes. Wow. Did this have a, a seal or Geneva's signature that to, to verify its authentic, authenticity? Well, she, she sent me a simple sending spell message. It sounded urgent. I see. And where are you from? I was spending most of my days in Port Randis. So you received this message some time ago? Why, well, I received it this morning. I, again, it was incredibly urgent. So she said that something was wrong with the barrier? Yes, she, she said that it was it was somehow activated and everyone in the city was trapped. Interesting. This was uh, along the same same time that we spoke with her. That's right. Wow. Well, Mr. Dreg, I can assure you, we were in the city this morning. It was not activated. I, I do not understand. Uh, oh, my words! And he he kind of suddenly like, almost like comes to some type of realization. I, Alamar was at the docks. I uh, I didn't see him. I. I I don't know what happened. Of, I mean, uh, before everything happened, before the attack happened, I, I, I bumped into him. And he seemed, he seemed as confused as I was as to why I was here. He also didn't know what I was talking about. He just told me to go see Geneva in the city, and then all hell broke loose. Huh? Did you see where he went? He was seemed to be in quite a rush, and kind of gave me uh, dismissively. As he, as he left further down, moving down the docks, I, I don't know. Did you see one of those dome ships at the dock when you arrived? I can't say that I took any notice of one, no. Huh. Very, very interesting. I'd only just stepped off the gutted salmon before everything happened. Oh, the gutted salmon. I feel like we are missing something very important. Well, I think he has told us a lot of important things just kind of looks at everybody like be quiet and let's not talk about what we know. Did it seem like Alamar was headed off island or or what do you think he was doing? He was he was very curt with me. I I, I don't know where he was headed. Sounds to me like you you need to take us into the city and we can go uh, discuss what's going on with Geneva. 
Yeah, it sounds like we need to talk to Geneva as soon as possible. And so as this conversation, again, uh, you've been kind of, you're descending this staircase and it, like this whole conversation, this whole time you're talking, you're, you're descending. Uh, but he, he continues, I, yeah, I do hope Geneva under, uh, knows what's going on. I, I don't understand. Uh, so this, it was not active earlier today, the safety shell. It wasn't. In her message, did she say where to meet her? Well, she just said that the city, again, it was in lockdown, and uh, she does know that I designed a, a fail-safe backdoor into it and am the only one that could activate it. True. So no one else can find this entrance? No, I, the, only a select few know of its existence. Myself and my, my the, the, the other inventor that, that aided me in the creation of the safe, safety shell. And who was that? Do you know uh, Alstoff Tinnerman? Very handy. Yes. I assume he's still in the city. I do hope he's okay. But again, Geneva's message said that he too was at a loss as to why it was activated. Yeah, it, it seems like we need to talk to Geneva and then maybe pop over and see Alstoff to see if he knows anything either. Lead the way. And he does. Down this, again, this kind of uneven in some places and, and proper in others. And kind of almost like nervously drag kind of starts talking about like the constructions of the staircases you know like to pass it's a very very long staircase like you were hundreds of feet above like when you're on the surface and this mm-hmm. is very clearly leading you very deep down into the island itself it seems mm-hmm. and he just kind of describes like the magic that's used to to shape and stone is very taxing on, on a spellcaster and he describes how Alternatively, using acid to carve out some of the stone was used. You know, he's, he's like kind of blathering a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he seems very, very confused. Falzern is is kind of enjoying listening to him blather on about it. Actually, t- despite despite the fact that we're in in peril and all of the craziness and chaos that's going on around us, he's he's enjoying hearing about the the magic that went into creating this secret staircase. I picture all four of us, at least Mia, like dying to talk to the others and discuss all the things we learned but like unable to say anything in front of these people and just like connecting the dots and the yarn is just strung and there's like a map right there's like the the picture of connected dots going on as we walk and you finally hit the end of this staircase after like a solid 20 or 30 minutes of descending and you see that it opens up into a, a small, uh, a small little area opening, and w- with a you know five foot kind of tunnel again etched and, and dug and, and formed into the island itself, and Dreg leads you down this passage until you hit a bit of the, a fork, very shortly after getting off of the staircase, and you see the the floor in your tunnel is like riddled with with rock as if you know uh this the wall has kind of been blown out into it and he stops it looks very confused this uh this this is not supposed to be here i did not design this tunnel which pathway isn't supposed to be here the this one branching to our right here uh, i i've never seen this before does it look like it's been carved or made with the same magic that was used to make the original tunnel. In the the first like five or ten feet here, it's all like like acid etched. There doesn't seem to be any signs of actual magical shaping like some of the sections of the stair. Mm. Is it dark? It is dark down here. Yes. I want to take uh, put my put my goggles on and then I want to take a look at the floor and see if there's any uh, tracks or trace of something that has been down here at least recently enough to have made this. Okay. Um, why don't you give me a perception to find something? Okay, that's a 22. Uh, the, the the ground is stone. Uh, so you don't see any sign of uh, some type of passage. Like, there are no, obviously there are no, like, footprints or anything. Like, there's no, like, water footprints. Like, all of you are drenched and it is storming outside. If someone had come down the same way that the, the group of you has, then there would be clearly, uh, like, like wet footprints, mm-hmm. uh, and there are none in this tunnel or the one that you're in. Um, Dredge, Dreg, when was the last time you were down in these tunnels? 
I, I left Heraklion years ago, uh, nearly two decades. So it's been over 20 years since you've been down here? It has, yes. Wow. You can tell that uh, there seems to be a layer of fine sediment on the, in the interior of this uh, branching tunnel that isn't supposed to be here that looks like fresh, like it's uh, like freshly fallen. It's not like compacted at all, whereas where you are in your tunnel, it actually looks very clean in, in this tunnel that Dreg is, was intending to lead you down. So it's a recently made tunnel. Well, you see, you see dirt on the floor. <laughs> I guess that's well. I guess that's all I said to you. <laughs> <laughs> we see dirt. Okay. You know, this is all interesting and stuff, Dreg. But I think we need to get to Geneva. So we need to sort of stick to the path that you know. I don't. I don't know if we really want to. You know, go off on some other tangent. Yeah. Will we be able to? find this passageway again once we're back in the city if, if we need to come back and investigate this forking path once things settle down if we can drop the dome you you should now that you know its existence you you'll be able to pass through the rock uh, at will but you won't be able to get through the dome itself without me okay i i agree chat let's let's keep going and that's our show be sure to follow us on social media, Incorrigible Par on Twitter, Incorrigible Party on Facebook and Instagram. You can visit IncorrigibleParty.com for additional world and NPC information and to get all your Incorrigible Party merchandise. Merchandising. That's where the real money is made. Get a flamethrower. The kids love that one. The Incorrigible Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. For your design needs, visit CriticalHitDesign.com. That's me. All ambient sounds and music during the episode are courtesy of TabletopAudio.com, and our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. You can contact him for your own musical inquiries via email at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. Happy adventuring! <laughs>